back on the boss, man. Show time for our weekly segment with my man, J.C. Smith. Catch us always at bossmanshow.com. New website, new links, new distributors. Got it going on at bossmanshow.com. J.C., what's good, bro? The boss. What's going on, man? Man, not much, man. Looking forward to MLK Day weekend here, man. But, bro, this is what I don't like, bro, about MLK Day weekend. See MLK on flyers, bro, like for real, or with rings on his fingers. Like, we have blackified MLK, put him on club flyers, man. I, I, I can't dig that part of MLK Day weekend. The sales are good, but the, the flyers and, the, and doing them up like that, man, I can't get with that, bro. Hey, man, y'all love our people, man. <laughs> gotta love it. Gotta love it. You got that right. Now, bro. We know LeBron James is front run, a front runner, bro. How do you feel about him being a Cowboy fan, allegedly? Then going to be a Brown fan, the Browns side, when now he's pulling a stoop dog in here in the Rams locker room now, carrying a man purse. Hey, what bro. is your thoughts as a Cowboy fan and how LeBron just put a stoop dog in and the gun went front running on you now? You know, I always question LeBron's fandom anyway when it came to the Cowboys. I never thought that was a. Uh... Uh, true blue. You know what I'm saying? Like I always do. Of course, you know anything that is winning, he gonna he gonna pretty much you know you know ride the tip. So I I wasn't surprised at all to hear about him in the uh, Rams locker room. You know what I'm saying? Um, he's in, he's in L. A. He's the L. A. guy now, so it only seemed you know fitting for him to be able to go over there. You know he he's gonna play both sides. Anyway, the Cowboys won. He gonna be in the Cowboys locker room. They lost. The Rams won. And vice versa, man. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't trip. I wasn't surprised at all about it. Yeah, I, I know that that, that probably upset you, but bro, before we get to to the new games, how was after party at Mush? I'm not going to but clicks after that game because I know it had to put a, a dash on a lot of of your customers because I know a lot of people in Memphis, either Cowboys or still Pittsburgh fans. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, uh, it sucked, but <laughs> we had a good time anyway. The Cowboy fans that were there. You know, what what thing we always going to do, no matter the outcome of the actual game, we going to always win the party. Like, we are undefeated. We are 16 <laughs> We are sixteen and 0 when it comes to our party and the other fan clubs, man. That's, that's what we – I guess when you have the Super Bowl in over 20, 24 years, you got to win something, man. So, we're going to always win the party, man. So, we had a good time Saturday night. Yeah, I do remember the, the first Cowboy party I went to. 2012 when the Cowboys played the Falcons and was was bad. Yeah, but that party was man it was out there in the Marshland yard <laughs> at the you, Georgia man. Dome. I'm telling you, like Cowboy fans party <laughs> like no other. So yes, I can definitely re- re- recall those days. Now we got tomorrow, bro, NCAA championship game it's kicking off Rams and Saints. Um. The Rams ran the ball very well with CJ with Anderson, who looks very big, like a like a, he like a small Mike Tobert out there. Yeah. Todd Gurley ran the ball on the Cowboy defense, who was known stop the run. They, they saw Seattle the week prior, like they they brought up Chris Carson and Mike Davis, J.D. McKissick, and those boys of Seattle. But the Rams ran right over them. Both got over over a hundred yards rushing, 
and the Saints barely beating the Eagles on a Alshon Jeffrey drop as they were trying for a two-minute warning in the fourth quarter there because the Saints probably may could have won the game with Drew Brees being who he is, but the Eagles could have went up in that game if Jeffrey made that catch and they kept their drive going where they managed it just right because you don't ever get, really get Brees the ball with time on the clock. But so this match is going to be real interesting. They played earlier this year. The Rams was about to keep to leave. They, they got gashed in the running game and the passing game. But the Rams made it close. You know, they made some, some, some questionable calls, going fake field goals, missing field goals, and going for it, not making it. So it, could, it was definitely a good game, bro. So look at this matchup with the Rams and the Saints. How do you see this shaking out of the Superdome on Sunday? Man, you know what? I mean, so far, you know, these playoffs, you know, other than the wild card round, these playoffs are pretty much gone chalk. You know what I'm saying? As far as, you know, uh, the one seed, two seed, you know, matching up in these championship games, it's pretty much gone as expected there. And that, and that lets you know that home field means something. You know, home field advantage means something. So, you know, even the Saints, you know, came out kind of rusty. I think, you know, the whole, uh, the whole, uh, rest versus rust debate. You know, I think that you saw Russ help the Rams and Russ, you know, hurt the Saints early on in that first half and, and, and part of that third quarter. You know, um, but the, the the Saints, they, they've got that game uh, over now between the Eagles and they came out rusty. They were able to kind of, you know, they were the better team. They kind of willed, them, willed themselves to a victory. And I still I still think if, if Alshon Jeffrey, if Alshon Jeffrey catch that pass and the Eagles score, or whatever on that drive, the Saints would probably still came down the field, kick the field goal uh, to win that game, man. Um, but like I said, the two best teams in the NFC now squaring off this Sunday, and I expect home field to you know to play a big part in this one also. I think the Saints are going to win it. It's going it's going to be a close game early on, but I think the Saints will, they'll they'll find a way to kind of make this like maybe a ten point game, uh, 10, 14 point game uh, to finish it off, man, with some big plays uh, from Michael Thomas and company there. Uh, the Rams to hang in there. Gurley will be effective. Those weapons they have, they'll, they'll all be effective. But the Saints are are the better team, and you know they beat them in the regular season. I think they'll find a way to do it again in, in uh, the conference championship game on Sunday. Yes, indeed. As JC's pick, he had the Saints going to come into Atlanta to see us in a couple of weeks' time after his week's games, and also we got the AFC Championship game. It's all to be very cold out there in Kansas City, bro. It's all to be very cold. The Patriots come to town for the Chiefs. Uh, the Patriots dominated the Chargers. I thought they were going to handle the Patriots, but the Chargers played zone the entire time. I get you want to play zone against Tom Brady. We just have to blitz him to put pressure on him. You just can't sit back and, you know, play zone the whole time. That cover through his zone, he's going to eat alive. Uh, Gus Bradley did not make any adjustments in that regard. Patriots ran all over them boys and blew them out early. It was over early. The Chiefs. Took a, took a game, Colts team in the snow there, wore them out. Vinatieri missed the field goal, missed an extra point. Could have been a little bit different if depending on how, how the Colts could play late in that game. So, bro, with it being so cold, I don't see it being a shootout like, like it would be if it's a little bit warmer. So, I, do, I want the Chiefs to win, but I feel like the Chiefs not equipped to play that cold weather brawling kind of football that you need to win in 15-degree weather on Sunday night in Kansas City. And I feel like where have, where this is where having home field is going to kind of be a disadvantage right now because the pitchers are more equipped for brittle cold than the Chiefs are who love that, that air it out with Tyreek Hill and those boys and you know, a, a frosty track. It cuts them down a little bit there. 
at Arrowhead. Eight straight. Eight straight AFC championship game appearances. When you're talking about the New England Patriots, like, this is that time of the year, man, where, you know, you think, you know, during the regular season, you know, we were talking about the Patriots are dead, Tom Brady is through. But it's something about the postseason and the Patriots, they just always find a way, you know. They don't have uh, as much talent as they had in years past on paper, but they always find a way. Like, they're running game now, you know, with Sonny, with Sonny Michelle and James White catching passes out of the backfield. That's a deadly combination, you know, what they got going on right now uh, up there in Foxborough. So, I think them going into Kansas City this weekend, like you said, the, the weather, uh, looking at like 10 degrees, uh, game time temperature, like that's perfect. <laughs> you know, it's right up their alley because Tom Brady, you know, is one of the greatest cold-weather quarterbacks of all time, you know, when you, when you look at the numbers and everything. So, I think the experience versus the youth, with Patrick Mahomes, you know, first time in this situation, he'll be back in the situation plenty of times, you know, with that Chiefs team in the future. But I think the weather, like I said, is going to play a factor, man. It kinda, it's going to kind of neutralize what Mahomes can do out there as far as throwing that ball vertically um, out there, man. I think it's going to be a ground and pound game, and it's going to be the Wiley veterans, you know, the Patriots once again, finding a way, man, finding a way out of no way and making another uh, Super Bowl appearance. So, yeah, from JC, Saints, Patriots will be here in Atlanta. I hope it's the other way around, be Chiefs and Rams personally. I don't want Saints in my building or <laughs> the Patriots in my building after having to look at the Super Bowl the way I did. So, I'm like, I'm good on that. Now, let's turn to basketball, bro. The Mavs are looking to trade Dan Smith Jr. already because he does not feel with Luka Doncic, and Rick Carl, butting heads already. And. What are your thoughts on how, in just a year or two, Dennis Smith Jr. has already, due to Luka Doncic, has already played himself out of Dallas with Luka's development and out of Rick Carlisle and Mark Cuban's plans going forward? You know, it's crazy when you think about it. Um, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. being the uh, the darling just last year, you know what I'm saying, getting a lot of rookie of the year hype and buzz there as uh, a candidate last year. And just that quickly, you know, the tables have turned, man, with Luka coming in. I mean, I think everybody knew he was going to be a uh, okay player. I don't think nobody saw him having this type of success so so early in his career. And it's a situation where, you know, the Mavericks uh, can, they they stand to really benefit, you know, by trade Dennis Smith. If I'm the front office and other Mavericks, I'm definitely you know trying to find the best offer for him because, you know, it only makes sense at this point to go forward with Luca because he can do more than you know what Dennis Smith Jr. can. So. Dennis Smith Jr. has to realize, man, you got to be professional, man. You got to be professional. You know, um, it's part of the business. You know, there's, there's a guy that, you know, quite frankly, is a better player than you are. You know, he, of course, Dennis Smith Jr. is more athletic and, you know, um, fast and all that. But just the effect that Luca has on the game right now, it's kind of phasing out what Dennis Smith Jr. can do for them. So if I'm Dennis Smith Jr., you know, I'm like, hey, okay, you guys want to move me, just, you know, Move me to the best possible situation where you know where he could be successful, and I think that's the that's the best thing for both parties going forward because Luca is definitely the future, you know, future of the Mavericks and Dennis Smith Jr. You know, it's just par for the course, man. You gotta take your lumps. You know, he he, he will be a good player, but I don't see him being on that Mavericks roster. You know, um, much further than than past the season. 
Yeah, it's sad to see how you know, how Trink can turn so fast in sports. And it's that fast, you're the darling, and you're you, 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 you the devil just that fast because of bringing in a, a more talented guy than yourself, and you don't want to accept the role. And I get it. We all got egos. We all got we all got the beliefs about our abilities, and we don't want to take a step back. We don't have to, per se. So I get the young man's thoughts and his plight, but sometimes you got to kind of bite the bullet here. But his agent's trying to get him out of Dallas. We hear Orlando's an option. The Utah Jazz is an option. Charlotte, you know, our team's interested in doing it. Mass won a first-round pick for him. or Because he's, he's on that cheap contract, so he got to be like a first-round pick or, or some supplemental parts, you know, to make him work his salary cap-wise. So we'll see what Dan Smith Jr. going on. And, bro, James Harden going off like crazy oh without Chris Paul. Yeah, I mean, he's scoring the ball like a machine with – Paul out, Gordon out, Capella out. Uh, the West is very stacked right now with just James Harden and the band going. Can him alone keep them guys afloat to make one eight season in the playoffs? Or you think they may need CP3 to get healthy, Tucker and those boys and Gordon just so they can maybe get an eighth seed to play Golden State and get swept uh, or beat first round in like four or five games there. How are you feeling about the Rockets' chances of just being Harden and a, a bunch of nobodies? Man, here's my thing, bro. Like, of course, James Harden's putting up ridiculous numbers. You know what I'm saying? He broke Kobe's streak, you know, uh, with um, uh, 30, 30 points scored plus, uh, you know, with oh, 17, 18 games in a row there and, 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 and counting, you know, broke Kobe's streak and everything. But my thing is what he's doing is hollow. It's hollow to me because when Kobe was putting up those numbers, the Lakers, you know, were uh, a team contending for a title. Jordan put up those numbers. The, you know, the Bulls were a team contending for a title. Can you honestly feel like – do you honestly feel like the, the Rockets at this point are contending for a title or are they contending to make the playoffs? No. You know, yeah. That's, Just that's, make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's my thing, man. And he's going he's to wear down at some point. He's human. James Harden is phenomenal. I, 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 he's MVP to me at this point. He is. But – Will it be the same old, same old when it comes to the playoffs? And somehow, some way, the Rockets are just not able to get over the hump. They had their best opportunity they may ever have last year when they had the chance and, and quite frankly, should have knocked off Golden State if uh, CP3 doesn't get hurt, you know, with the hamstring and everything in the playoffs last year. But to me, even with a healthy CP3, a healthy Gordon, a healthy Capella, they still have no chance of beating Golden State. I think, I think Harden's going to be flat out dead tired from – having to carry the load, carry this burden, all these points he's putting up, you know, towards uh, come playoff time. I think that he's going to dis- disappear come playoff time, and it's all it's going to be because, you know, he's, he's worn out. Yeah, he's gassed and Dan Tony's teams wear down because Dan Tony didn't play to actually play eight men. So they wear down. He only plays eight guys pretty much. Exactly. Sometimes seven. Dan Tony wears his own guys out by not going deeper in his bench. D'Antoni is like the offensive version of uh, – what's my guy? He just got fired from Minnesota. The coach. Uh, Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, yeah, he's like the offensive version of, of Tom Thibodeau to the point where he has a short rota- short rotation. But because he plays with guys so hard and for so long, they're going to wear out, man. That's what's going to happen to the Rockets come playoff time. Matter of fact, let's say the Rockets get like a 70 or 60 and avoid Golden State. I'm not so sure that the, the Rockets get, get to get to, to see Golden State. I think they, they probably get knocked off before that. Yeah, because you got to play the Denver OKC in two or three. Exactly. 
And right now, I think, of course, Denver and OKC have a better team on paper. So I'm not so sure if the Rockets get to that point. Maybe they, they you know, find a way to kind of tank towards the end to where they can stay in the AC. But if you're a 7 seed or 6 seed and you got to go against Denver, go against Oklahoma City if you're the Rockets, I'm not sure if I like my chances in this series. Yeah, uh, yeah, it might not look good for the Rockets going forward. They're going to need to make a move or two to give them some help. Even that ain't going to help. So it's kind of like they're screwed either way they go, they're screwed. Exactly, bro. No doubt. Well, folks, this is JC, me and the boss, man. Before we go, JC, tell the people what you got going on tonight at Clicks as you prepare for championship weekend. NFC-AFC games and clicks. I get the fans ready for a great Sunday coming up here tomorrow. Hey, man, MLK weekend is going down. I have a dream, boss. I have a dream that all my people in the city of Memphis will be coming to clicks tonight. It's going down free admission till 5, free admission till 5, free admission till 10, because you will probably be there until about 5 in the morning. <laughs> You're going to be there about 5 in the morning. Yes. MLK weekend, man. So y'all come on out. We're in Michigan 10 p.m. We're going to be rocking all night long. Great street specials, great food. Uh, like I said, free to 10, $5 admission after 10 o'clock. It's going down, man. We're going to have contracts. We got Trust Us Records contracts on deck ready for you to sign, man, because we're looking for artists on this MLK weekend, man. We're going to take somebody to the top. Trust Us Records, baby. You can't trust me. You can't trust none of us. And you better believe in that, folks. That's JC on the Boston Man Show. Catch us every week at BostonShow.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart, everywhere you listen to your own demand, free radio or podcast. Check out the Boston Man Show. And thank you to our FM Flits as well, who carry the show each Saturday and Sundays on the Boston Radio Network. Folks, JC and the Boss Man, we are out. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. Hey parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash BITZ to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. 
Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today we have them from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind, ENT. Believe in it, get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today yeah, yeah, it's your man JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. 
That's Clicks Sports Bar Memphis. Man show. I'll be joined by the head coach of Austin P. Governors. They're five and zero in OVC play. Their coach Matt Figure. Coach, how's it things going up there in Eastern Illinois today, man? Yeah, we just had a little practice. Uh, get, getting ready to play uh, Eastern Illinois tomorrow, and, and uh, you know we uh, we we keep figuring out a way to win games on the road. So uh, you know uh, road wins aren't easy to come by, and and, and we've won our last three. So I'm I'm pretty pleased to. to be able to start out league play five and zero. Exactly, coach. I was going to talk to you about that first. Like, what what has been the key factors for you? I know you guys had some injuries when I saw you in December. Yeah, you was down to eight guys there. You know, had a lot of adversity this preseason, non-conference schedule wise with injuries and whatnot. So, what's been the key factors for you and your staff and your team to get this five and zero start, get through non-conference with a a, a record that was positive at eight and five there. So, what's what's all, what's all been working good for you guys despite the adversity you faced this year? Well, uh, you know, it's been one of those things that uh, through injuries and adversity, you know, a lot of times um, they always talk about adversity builds character. What well, kind of defines your character? And, and uh, you know, throughout different parts of the season, we've been down seven, eight guys. And, and uh, you know, those kids that, that I had, they, they learned how to grow and then they had to grow fast and then, you know, the healthier we started to get, the, the, the more bodies we had, things like that. And, uh, you know, we've actually been been fortunate. We've won 11 out of our last 12 games. So uh, just a mixture of health and, 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 and facing some of the challenges of being on the road and, and going through some of this adversity early on. You know, we lost a couple games in overtime on the road, and, and we lost the game at – we were down with seven scholarship players that we come back and played the team that we lost to, them, you know, beat them by 15 points. So, um, you know, just it, it just it, it, it made our kids mature faster than, than probably what they would have if, if we'd have been going through a whole uh, season with a full roster. So it, it's been very beneficial. Yeah, and coach, like you see, it made your team deeper. It hardened your kids. It gave your kids belief and confidence that, that even if you guys are down by ten, second half, you can still come back. You can persevere and dig deep. And and now your guys have no excuse to when when you push them in practice to push them in games. They they can dig deep. They they've shown they can do it, and you expect it from going forward. Yeah, no, it's um, it's one of these deals that every situation we've been in, um, especially when the moment gets hard. Um, they, I just tell them, you guys have been here before. It's, it's, it's not new. It's, it's, it's not something that you, there's panic or anything like that. It's just, you know, we, we, we figure out what we got to do. And, and uh, uh, it's, it's really helped us in conference because, you know, our conference schedule is a little crazy. And, you know, we're doing a, we're finishing up the fourth game of a four game road swing. You know how the NBA does, you know, they go on the road for three, four, five games and, and, uh, you know, they're not always easy, so you travel and, and things like that. But but the, our kids have been put in these situations so many times that, uh, you know, it, 
it's a it's not a new thing for him, so there's no panic. Exactly, and then coach, like I was telling my, my producer here earlier, uh, you guys could record could be so much better, but you lost some close games. So you've been in every game that you lost, and it's only one game where you really got blown out real good. That happens every. Some days it's not it's not not your day. It happens, but pretty much in the four losses you had, you were close in those games. Things could have went either way. Or a couple overtime losses, y'all could be setting a different record, but still. You still where you are because what happens with oh, in you guys conference winning that tournament in Evansville determines whether you go to a big dance and or if you win the conference the regular season you go to the NIT. Yeah, no, I, that, and 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 uh, you know, uh, Jr. If it wasn't for some of these things that happened earlier, you know, I I don't know what we you know we get to this time of the year and then the adversity sets in, I don't know how my team handles it, you know? So now I, I, I know exactly what my team is and, 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 and what they're capable of and what they're about, and, you know, how they act in hard moments. And, and, and so even though, yeah, I'd like to get at South Florida back, we're up three with a, under a minute to play. Yeah. I'd like to get Ohio back. We're up three with, 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 with under 147 to play. I mean, those games, I, I, you know, I they could easily have been flipped on the on the left column, and it could have been wins. And uh, you know, we had one of, one of the other games, we had a shot to tie the game, and we didn't make it. And you know, so those were three of our our, our five losses, and we we led for the majority of the game at, at Arkansas up until the you know last last stretch of the fourth uh, or the, of the second half. And you know, you'd like to get those back, but they've also help define you to get you at, at, when you get into league play because it's the most important thing when you get into conference play outside of playing in the power five and if, when you're in the power five you're trying to get to 500 that, that and I, I know that's so mediocre sounding but when you're in the SEC and the ACC big 12 whatever you're trying to get to 500 or a game above 500 um, and the Ohio Valley or the Sun Belt or the SoCon or whatever, you know, you're trying to win your regular season because you know you get an automatic uh, tournament burst into the NIT at least. And then you have three days that you have to be special. And, and you know, if you can get through those three days of being special, then you get a chance to go play in the big dance. And, um, you know, to this day, I've been doing this for 25 years. And maybe the, the, the most special thing that ever happened to me was in 2006 or 2005. 2006 is when we won three games uh, in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament to go and play uh, in the NCAA Tournament. So it's a special thing if you can get, number one, get through the grind of your league, get to that tournament, and figure out a way to be one point better than your opponent for three straight days. I hear that, Coach. And, Coach, I was telling my guys here, I fear with you guys being so good at non-conference starting off so well, guys are not going to want to play you next year when it comes to non-conference scheduling time. They're going to be like, Austin, P. nah, we're good on that. They're a little too good for us. We don't want to play those guys. Well, scheduling's not easy. That's that's for sure. And, and uh, you know, it, it's it's one of those things. It's hard to find games in, in Clarksville. So, tell any year. Guys down in down in Atlanta, if they want to come to Clarksville to, to play, we're we're more than happy to play anybody. That's that's kind of how it goes. But uh, you know, it it, uh, it really it really builds your team now. It, and uh, having to go play in other people's buildings, and other environments, and being away from your own bed, it 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 toughens the soul. That's for sure. 
I hear that, Coach. Now, Coach, now, for my listeners out here, because I got listeners, Coach, from California, down here to Florida and Georgia, who may not have known about your team the way I do. So who have been some key guys on your roster that really stood out for you and some guys who you, you can depend on every night that you know are going to bring it for you every night out there when you guys play the OVC going forward here? Well, you know, I, I've got a sophomore. One of, I've got probably one of the best mid-major players in the country, um, not only in the Ohio Valley Conference, but in the country. A 6'5 kid named uh, Terry Taylor who was averaging, you know, 18 points, nine and a half rebounds a game. And, you know, he just came off of a uh, – Another big game for us last night with with uh, uh, thirty three and twelve. So uh, you know he's kind of the, the our, our go to guy when things are hard. But you know we've got a, we've got some kids that uh, we've got um, uh, an Albany uh, Georgia native kid that started his career in Tennessee, Jabari McGee, who's six seven, who's real active. Uh, he's been playing really well for us. Uh, Chris Porter Bunton has been. Uh, he's our, 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 our tough guy, our leader on the floor. And, and then the guy who's carried us through some hard times is a kid named Zach Glotta who made shots and, and stuff for us, uh, early on during the season. But, uh, w- you know, we, we, we play like eight or nine guys and I've got, uh, you know, guys who average from 17 points a game to about, to about, you know, nine, I got seven or eight guys that average between 17 and nine. So. We, any night, a uh, different night, we've got an option for someone to step up and score. And I hear that. That's what you want, Coach. Having In college basketball, having eight or nine guys you can depend on when it gets deep in February and March is really a key thing to have because some guys, you know, teams only playing seven guys, they're going to depend on six and a half maybe or five even, you know. And you have an option, you can go deeper in that. And when it gets to that tough time of year, having those options can win in a warning game, in your elimination scenario, that can put you over the top right there. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little different than, than some other coaches. Uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily start the best players. I, I like to um, kind of have a eight. I kind of, kind of, kind of call it my eight starters, man. I, I, I put five to start the game, and then I've got three that come in during the, you know, between 16 minutes and around that area. When teams start getting a little tired, these guys are fresh and. Um, you know, they, they're able to, if we've got a lead, to take it from 5 to 12 or whatever. and Or if we're behind, they're able to come in and get the lead. So, um, with it, everybody's real comfortable on our team right now knowing the rules. And, and that's very key, Coach. Because when you get guys to buy into their roles, Coach, you can only imagine what great things you can do as a team when guys know their roles and buy into it and trust in the system and they'll play together as one there. Well, you well, you know that you you're around the Hawks all the time. You know the hardest thing for any any person, and, and obviously in the NBA, everybody was, you know, the man or or one of them. Of it, and, and and going to the NBA, you understand that there's only two or three players. You know, mostly the good teams have the big three, and everybody else stands in corners. And um, you know that's the hardest thing for guys to learn is is what is my role and, and, and accepting what my role is. Not everybody can be Batman. And, um, you know, that's the biggest thing. I, I learned this from Doc Rivers. I've heard him speak several times. And, you know, um, one of the things he always says is that, you know, man, be a, if you're a young kid, do the things that nobody pays attention to and get yourself on the floor and then be a star at your role. 
it, whatever your role is, whether that's rebounding, passing, defending, just be a star at your role, man. And that's kind of what I try to emphasize to our kids. And, and you know, when when we win, everybody gets the accolades. Uh, there's no good players on there's no good players on bad teams. And you know, people can score points and rebounds, but there's other areas of the game to help you win. And I try to emphasize that more than anything. Doing a great job of it, Coach. And then, Coach, you up to East Illinois. Jay's done a great job with his team so far in conference play at 3-2. and two. They, they still look like they're better than last year's team was. So what are you guys seeing on film from East Illinois and Jay Spooner and his guys there? And what can we expect when we watch this game on digital network, ESPN3 tomorrow, when you guys play against the uh, Eastern Illinois up there in Charleston? Well, uh, Jay's good at the at – the, uh, he's, he's upgraded. Um, he's really good at on the perimeter. Uh, he's got a – Sophomore guard named Max Smith and sophomore guard named Josiah Wallace that are, you know, both averaging around 15, 16 points a game, and he's got another uh, point guard that uh, Sean Smith that, that's averaging double figures. So uh, we've got our hands full with them on the perimeter. They're skilled. They pass it, uh, shoot the three really well. Um, you know, they, he brought in a junior college kid uh, uh, from Vincennes, a six nine kid that. You know, if you put it on the deck, shoot, stretch it out. So uh, we've got to defend the three-point line, and, and, and uh, you know, he runs a lot of motion offense. So uh, we've got to be able to get to the ball and get the help and make sure they're not slipping on us and, and, and rejecting screens. So it, it's going to – we got our hands full, man. Yeah, I hear that, Coach. And Coach, just overall, I thought the quality of basketball in your league has really improved. I, I think with you guys, Murray, Jacksonville State, Belmont, of course, Jay doing his job, good job there. You know, all, all the teams below you, all you 5-0 teams, still are good teams. They can still make hay in this conference play here. So what do you think about the OVC and the quality of players, the quality of teams, the quality of coaching that you guys are showing night, night, night here, don't, Thursday and Saturday nights here, that you guys got some quality things going on there, in that league there? Well, obviously, you know, uh, the kid that's on everybody's radar uh, at, at the NBA level is uh, the kid, uh, Demetrius John Morant. You know, he's right now projected to go in the top four picks in the draft. And, and uh, Matt McMahon's done a really good job of assembling talent. And, and you know, Belmont's always got players. Rick Bird's a Hall of Fame coach, and, and uh, he does a great job of, of developing players. And they've set the standard, and uh, you know, just kind of like the like Gonzaga's done out of, out out on the West Coast Conference, you know, of, of of setting the standards and raising the bar, and you know, they went through a period of time where, you know, every team they played in the league, they're beat by twenty, twenty five, thirty points. Well, that's not happening now because you got teams like San Francisco, you got teams like Loyola Marymount, you got you know other teams like uh, St. Mary's and and BYU and stuff. So our league is very similar to that. Ray Harper does an unbelievable job and has won at Jacksonville State wherever he's been. He's won at Jacksonville State. He's won at Western Kentucky. You know, he's won national championships at Kentucky Westland. Uh, and, and, and so when I came into this league last year, I knew that we had to, you know, not accept uh, just being mediocre. That Those were the, the, the teams we had to challenge. And, you know, this is the great thing about being at this level um, because we live in America. There are so many kids that go under the radar, kids in the Atlanta area, kids in Texas, kids wherever, that may not be uh, SEC ability to start, but by the time they're juniors and seniors, they're SEC players. So what happens is this league is always filled with older kids. 
the teams that have the good teams have juniors and seniors, and they've got grown men. And so when grown men go out at 21, 22, 23 years old, and they play against 18, 19, that experience plays a part. And so that's why teams like Belmont and Murray State are able to go and play the UCLA's of the world or whatever and go and win. And, and so that, that's what we're, we're trying to put our, our, our team in that mix. Then, Coach, I want you to tell a story about my man on Melvin Hunt. You call, call it Money Hunt. So tell us a quick story about Coach Hunt. He he'll listen to the show. He wants to hear. He wants to hear you talk about it. <laughs> well, you know, I've known Melvin for a long time. Uh, back in the days, he's run around. You know, uh, Melvin was a great recruiter at Houston, and and um, you know he's been around and. and, and Melvin, Melvin always knew where all the all the kids were at, man, and, and uh, you know he he was uh, he, he he always knew how to get a, get a kid to, to to come to his school, man, and and uh, you know uh, I, Melvin likes to tell stories and Melvin likes to talk, but he, but Melvin is money when it comes to recruiting. I tell you what, Coach, I love talking to him on, on the buses and planes, man. He keeps me entertained all the time with his stories and how he just loves to talk, man. He, I said, I told him he's on. He needs his own show too. So, you need your own radio show as well. When you got a coach, he's like, Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. Now, Coach, for I guess I'm a guest this week. Who you got Super Bowl in Atlanta? Super Bowl in Atlanta here in a couple of weeks. Who do you got, Coach? Rams, Saints, Patriots, Chiefs. Who you got, real quick, Coach? The, from a rooting interest, I would like to I would like to see a rematch of uh, Rams Chiefs. I thought that was the most entertaining football game of this season, the regular season game. But uh, you know, uh, New Orleans escaped against Philadelphia, and uh, you know it sucked. My man Alshon Jeffrey dropped that ball. I know he he uh, he put that he put that on his back, but uh, you know. Uh, I, I, it's hard to bet against Tom Brady, man. It's hard to bet against Drew Brees. I think at the end of the day, you know, you're going to have uh, everybody from New Orleans up there migrating to Atlanta. And, and we don't want that, Coach. <laughs> we don't want you, that, you, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> you're going you, to have who that versus the evil empire, I think, man. Yeah, both teams we both hate here the most in Atlanta will be coming, unfortunately. I don't want to be like you, Coach, Chiefs and Rams, but I feel like it's going to be Saints and Patriots, and I'm going to deal with deal with it all week, <laughs> next week. But, Coach, I will yeah, see I you next Thursday because I'm going to the Pro Bowl, but I'm coming to see you guys play Tennessee State first on Thursday. So Perfect. I'll be up there on Thursday to see you play for the first time up there. Well, we'll get up here to Clarksville, man, and we got you a great seat. Yes, indeed. Well, Coach, thank you for your time today. Great best luck against Eastern tomorrow, Coach. And we'll talk to you down the road, Coach. Best luck to you. Thank you for your friendship as well, Coach. Thank you, pal. You have a good night. All right, folks. It's Matt Figure on the Boss Man Show. Dates on the
all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. Hey parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash BITZ to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. All the love you show us on BossMan.com and partners. We love what you are doing on the Bad Take segment. Jay, what's up with you? Hey, what's going on? Oh, not much. Another week and another day and another dollar of where bad takes beget even worse takes. I think the takes I've heard this week are worse than last week's takes. I'm going to let you go and start with this horrible take about the Bird Box Challenge going south in Utah. 
All right, yeah, it did go south. A blindfolded Utah teen crashed a uh, car during the Bird Box Challenge. And I'm not quite sure if everybody knows what the Bird Box Challenge is, but that's pretty much being blindfolded. So, hold on. Now, stop. being blindfolded while driving a car, that's not a good idea. Yeah, I was not going to stop you. So, you mean tell me a jabroni <laughs> was blindfolded and got behind the wheel of a car. Mm-hmm. And this is a challenge. Yep. See, first of all, I think all challenges are bad takes. That's just my personal opinion. <laughs> Most challenges go bad fast, and they, they, they seem cool at first, then, then they go bad. But to blindfold yourself behind a moving weapon, which a car is a moving <laughs> weapon, with no control. So you'll end up in poles, you'll end up in a casket, you'll end up on social media with a picture, picture of your face all scratched up in a, in a box, lowering you into the, to the ground. And if you somehow survive and not go, go that route, you're going to be in an orange jumpsuit with my man from last week who stole the cop bikes outside of the, of the cop station. So mm-hmm. be, before you even delve into the story, Jay, we've already got to the point of bad takes be getting even worse takes. Already with the statement one. <laughs> yep, so, yeah, yeah. So, so I'll let you finish the story. But I had to stop you because my mouth was blown by that just first statement you made. <laughs> oh, yeah, I feel you. Uh, well, there were no injuries from the accident, surprisingly. Uh, one truck had its passenger side bumper bent inward while the entire driver's side of a Honda HRV was smashed. Uh, that's pretty much all that happened uh, with the uh, with this story. So the Bird Box Challenge has went viral on social media, and it's inspired by the Netflix movie Bird Box starring Sandra Bullock. And in the movie, characters have to move about the outside world wearing blindfolds to avoid looking at an unseen monster that forces people to kill themselves. In the viral challenge, participants attempt to do ordinary things while blindfolded, which again is dangerous for obvious reasons. Exactly. Now they yeah. said ordinary things. It doesn't mean get in the car blindfolded. <laughs> like that's dangerous. So does that mean like take a bath blindfolded? You no, know, put some microwave blindfolded. Try to cook right. some blindfolded. Try to do your work blindfolded. Maybe throw bags blindfolded. You know, be a fake reality <laughs> no, star. Throw bags blindfolded. <laughs> be a fake reality star for four seconds blindfolded. Have a, gra- a, a granny fire wig on your head as a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> blindfolded so or be a, a grown man who's near 40 talking about world tours still they ain't, ain't gone nowhere past Illinois I'm just saying that is the bird box <laughs> challenge of ignorance <laughs> those are ordinary things hey Jay what did y'all let these are ordinary people they don't know which way to go so they need to retire and take it slow <laughs> yep yeah, I'm, just say it. Yeah, ordinary things. That's like what you said. You know, just doing stuff. You know, regular random stuff around the house or whatever. Like things that don't involve injuring yourself or other people. Yeah. First of all, we need to stop taking shows so seriously. Look, it's fiction. It's not real life. That's why I'm knowing miles from you though. Remember those. Pokemon Go players who've been in the street playing Pokemon Go. That's a little phase. Yep, I sure months. do remember that. 
like for two months, people's in the middle of streets, middle of parking lots, just playing Pokemon. Go trying to find imaginary Pokemon. Pikachu, yep. I see you. Like for real? Where? I never actually played it, but I heard of a bunch of people going around playing it. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It means you're a loser. So it means to me. <laughs> oh my god. You are a loser. So if you're a grown man or if you're a child when age of twelve, you put fucking Pokemon go, you're a loser. Okay? You need to grow, grow up and go to and get grow up and go to hell. If you play Pokemon Go. But yeah, the Burger Bob Challenge is not a good idea from what I'm hearing. And also Netflix is going up about two dollars, Jay, from eleven dollars thirteen bucks for Netflix. Now I don't have Netflix, but you know, two dollars make a difference on people who are Shut down from the government that can't that right now. Right, they can't afford their Netflix anymore. So Netflix is going about two dollars. People, just, 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 be, just be aware. They want to make, make, make oh, money that sucks, off, man. Off, off your candy asses. I'm just saying. <laughs> now what else you got for us, today, Jay? Uh, on this bad take edition here, where takes have gotten worse already. There's a man who tried to sneak a snake onto a plane in his pants. He didn't bite his Johnson off? Uh, no, I do not think so. Um, what's going on here is that custom officers at a German airport said an attempted snake smuggler had wow. hid a snake inside his pants. And this is a 43-year-old grown man who did this, and he attempted to catch a flight to Israel from Berlin and it caught the attention of airport security workers when they noticed an unusual protrusion in his pants. So they noticed his pants kind of like protruding outwards. And that's when, you know. And it wasn't because he was sorry, was it? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't see a, a rack of a, a rack or a, a backside and get him aroused, obviously. So when they checked on him, they discovered a small cloth bag hidden inside the man's pants, and it contained a 16-inch long boa constrictor. Wow, he could have been dead from that. Is he insane? <laughs> well, you gonna put them things in, in your pants? Who, who love to squeeze and kill? Are you kidding me? They sure do. They squeeze their prey. They sure do. And you thought you can get through custom with that? You want to get arrested? <laughs> Once again, I don't condone crime or stupidity. But if you must be as stupid, you have to realize I'm not gonna get to get through with this. I can't. Who let me? Through? Who's gonna believe that I have that that big with Johnson or that big with Stiffy to get through customs? Like, sir, that you're not excited. There's something else going on. Exactly. Like, like what? I can't believe these people and how they really think this is going to with these, these schemes. Like, at least thank your take out. But, but I guess we wouldn't have a, sh- a segment, Jay, if people actually thought their takes out. Exactly. Like, we wouldn't be talking about them right now. Like, you put a snake in your pants. Now, I know us being joked about having a pipe in our pants and all that kind of stuff. Just talk, just talking junk to the females and each other. Just, just, just to be having had that ego win. But come on, for real, and she put a snake in your pants, and you thought we were gonna do custom with that. My, my, my. 
Yeah, he thought this was a good idea. And my thing is, is like, first of all, I'm scared of snakes. I don't care if it's poisonous or not. I don't care if it's a boa or just your regular garden snake. I hate snakes, period. So if, if it would have said he had a garden snake in his pants, I still would have been shocked. Like, man, you had a snake in your pants? Uh, you can put a garden snake in a backpack or something and get the baby smuggled it that way. But going through your pants, though, see, you probably say, like, I didn't know it was in my bag. I didn't know it was in the bag. I didn't know about that. You can play it up. Mm-hmm. But if it's in your pants, it's on you. It's kind of like having contraband on you. It's on you. If it's in a bag or something, like, wow, well, somebody had my bag, or you can, we can kind of play it off a little bit. You have room, you have room to lie, pretty much what I'm saying. Right. But if you got it on, on, on you in your pants, well, you ain't got much room to lie. Because you're on, you it's really on don't. you. It's on you. He could squeeze you, your life out of you, sir. And once again, nothing. You can't trust a snake. No, you they, can't. That's why they're called snakes. It's like, so, you have an animal, or whatever it is, you can't trust. <laughs> they're, they're animals, right? Ain't they they're the animals? <laughs> they're reptiles. Reptiles, okay. A non-human, a non-us thing, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's actually a good takedown. <laughs> Who would have thought that would become a good take? Finally. <laughs> finally, all this time later. <laughs> it's actually a decent take for this. They're not human. They're not non-us things. Why would you want that on you like that? I'm not exactly. I don't want gerbils, hamsters, mice, ferrets, parrots, other kind of birds, animals, whatever the hell they are. Why do you want to carry them playing with you? Why do you even want them? What purpose do they serve? Look, I don't miss like some animal hater, but I didn't ask this question, Jay. What purpose do animals serve for humans besides? Well, most animals, I'm not quite sure, but there are certain animals where they do serve a purpose, like to some people, especially dogs. Some people who are blind that have the guide dogs, they help guide them yes, around. They serve, yes, they Or people I who agree. are just emotional. Yes, I agree with guide dogs service dogs, yes. They are sort of purpose. But random ferrets and hamsters, gerbils, mice, snakes, they don't do anything that I think snakes anybody. is the worst one. And I know a guy in Miami who's a little snake dude. He has like eight snakes. I won't go to his house. And they crawl around his house like they're just on the place. That's oh wow. Best. Yeah. I'm like, sir, I'm good. I'm not coming to your house. Screw you. Nope, I wouldn't either. I don't want to shake your hand. Don't talk to me. <laughs> These guys in in the media business that I know. I'm like, nah, oh, okay. not, we're not doing that, sir. I'm not hanging around you. Don't want your snake hands or snake slime on me. I don't want that juju on me, sir. So, yeah, snakes in the pants. What snake pissed Johnson off? How about that? He would he would have deserved it. He's a snake guy. So, folks, that's the segment of Bad Takes. We got more Boss Man Show. Boss Report coming up for you. After the break, 
Jaden the Boss Man. We here. Check us out always. Bossmanshow.com. We out.